Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Tourpreneur Roundup. We haven't had one in a while, and our goal now is to have these weekly. The tours and experiences industry is moving so quickly. We want to keep you abreast of things that are happening. And also Tourpreneur is doing so much right now that we want to make sure that everybody knows what's happening. Are you interested in adding multi-day to your day tour business? Are you looking to understand growth and scale strategies in the multi-day world? Looking to finally crack the technology stack you need to organize, automate, and grow your business? Then join Tourpreneur in Seville, Spain for Tourpreneur Connect, sponsored by We Travel, November 27th to 30th, 2023, for an event unlike any other in our industry. Open to strictly 100 operators. Pete, Mitch, Chris, and other industry experts will guide you through the do's, don'ts, twists, and turns of running a multi-day tour business. Not only that, Tourpreneur are giving back as we will be bringing in local suppliers and businesses to help us run the event. We're also opening up the event to a number of locally based tour operators who can attend for free. So join Tourpreneur in Seville for Connect, November 27th to 30th, 2023, and join us for an unforgettable experience of learning and connection in one of Europe's most unforgettable cities. Visit tourpreneur.com connect for more info. I am here with my fellow partners in Tourpreneur, uh, Chris, Peter, Nikki. Welcome. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Good to see you, guys. Good to catch up with you all. Our goal is to just talk through what's going on in the industry, where we've been, what we've been doing, and then talk about what's next for our industry right now. And so these are going to be short 15, 20-minute little episodes hopefully bite-sized, pocket-sized, but filled with interesting content. I want to start with Nikki. Nikki, you just got back from Puerto Rico where you hosted a tourpreneur meetup at uh, a fantastic conference. Could you um, tell us about where you've been, what you've been up to? I did. We um, we threw a tourpreneur shindig down at the Women in Travel Summit in Puerto Rico. It was amazing. It was the better party, I think. No offense to the other one. Um, we had a really cool local bar and um, it was just packed with people and I was very stressed about us fitting the RSVPs are like through the roof. And then I showed up the bartender was like, oh, whatever, it's Puerto Rico. Um, so everyone came in. We had a really good time. And there were so many tourpreneurs there. So many. And people who, ha- you know, kind of showed up and like, oh, yeah, I'm in the Facebook group. And um, it was amazing. I met Kelly from Travel If You. She does group trips down in Mexico. I met Christine from Girl Traveler. She's a a solo travel and food host, but she's starting to run multi-day in Pakistan. Um, and all people were already in the group and kind of said, yeah, we we come in and we anonymously ask questions and all of them were there. 
um, for as content creators. And the the whole summit was about content creators and it was a lot of education, but a lot around tours. They're all making tours. And that was fascinating. Nikki, this this is a constant subject in the Facebook group. This kind of world of influencers, creators, creators making trips. I'm wondering what you think, for example, tour operators uh, have to learn from this crowd or how can they better work together? We have such complementary skills, these two groups. Um, tour operators are always asking about marketing, always asking about getting in front of an audience. And these content creators have huge audiences. They're simply making tours because they have an audience asking to go and travel with them. So they have the audience built in. Um, and they're also incredible at marketing. <laughs> they really know what they're doing. They're running very successful businesses and trips are just an add-on. So I just feel like between the two of them, it's such a complimentary pairing. And all of these um, content creators, they are looking for local operators. So many of them are looking to get into it. They're not sure how to do it. They're like, well, I could do it myself. A lot of them are booking hotels. They're booking transportation on the ground. And when I would bring up, oh, you could work with a local operator, they would always say, well, how do I find someone? How do I find someone who has the same values as I do? How do I find someone who I know is going to work with me because I'm not a huge company? Um, they're all looking to meet tour operators. This is such a quickly growing and evolving kind of segment of travel. And I think it's a really interesting space to watch for our sort of sliver of experienced creators and the way in which um, that relationship can evolve and benefit both parties. Uh, thanks, Nikki. Pete, Chris, and I just got back from connecting in Scotland in person. When things happen in person, they seem to just go places you never thought they'd went and you learn new things. For example, I learned Chris Torres is a phenomenal cook. But beyond that, Chris, what did we, what did we cover and do in Scotland during our time together? Yeah, as you as you alluded to, you know when we when we all get together in person, we come up with ideas so quickly. We literally implement them as soon as, as soon as the ideas come into our heads. So it's uh, uh, we just get stuff done, as, as as we say. So yeah, from that, in fact, the very place we were staying in uh, and the and the hotel next door, we we're hiring that out for the Scottish Huddle. So we're we're going to be doing that. So that we we basically just looked at the place and thought this would be ideal for a huddle where. In the middle of a uh, sort of in the middle of nowhere, but near near a, a really nice loch, and it's just stunning, stunning scenery. So it's going to make for a great huddle. Uh, and then from that was obviously um, we started talking more about bigger huddles, and then that evolved into events. And then all of a sudden we launched Seville. So it just uh, all happened within like twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, two in person ways to connect and grow your business. Our huddles seem to become very in demand, world famous, because they're incredible mixes of experiences, um, connecting with other operators, and then just getting the chance in a small group of 12 operators to dive really deep. And you're right, we were sitting around with pints of things, looking at this charming little cottage on the side of a loch, trying to decide where to host our huddle. And it dawned on us why not host it here? And we went around to the front desk of the hotel there and booked out the place and presto changeo. Now we're hosting a retreat there. It's going to be phenomenal. It's from October 13th to the 16th, but that's just the beginning. We thought, you know, it's really hard to do these 
sort of retreats at a scale of 12 people and welcome everybody we can to this style of experiential learning. So we said, what if we did one for 100 people? And that's when our idea for Tourpreneur Connect was born. Pete, tell us about the thinking behind our event coming up at the end of November in Seville, Spain. No, the first thing I learned at the Scottish meetup we had was Mitch in the kitchen is a bit like an elephant in a swimming pool. It just doesn't belong there. Uh, but luckily we had Chris there was good in the cooking. So I don't even know the words for things. You didn't, you didn't know what a kettle was or a toaster. I was a flabbergasted, to say the least. Uh, anyway, Seville, obviously, myself and Mitch have been to Seville a few times. We've been to various events there. We think it's a stunning location. So location-wise, the obvious choice at that time of year was, was Seville. It's a stunning historical place with cool little bars and restaurants. But the main driver behind the Seville event, as we're going to run events going forward, they are going to be in verticals. We are in a community that's grown at 500 operators a month, and we have so many verticals in there from adventure operators to food and food and drink operators to multi-day operators. So we're going to run events in verticals. The obvious one, and this is based on feedback from the group, from all the weekly sessions, all the coaching sessions, all the huddles, multi-day is a constant question coming up. We have more and more of our members wanting to take part in multi-day or expand their uh, day tour operations into multi-day. I know from experience in my own years of doing it, the difference between running multi-day and day tours, I think they're both complementary, both very different, but one is a lot more profitable than the other. Hence, we're very keen on getting as many operators to experiment with multi-day as possible. So multi-day was the obvious first vertical for us to launch an event, and in Seville was just the obvious place to have. Nikki, you've been doing a lot of the on-the-ground organizing, working with our partners there. What's the what's the shape of the event going to look like? What's the experience of Connect going to be? It's going to be great. And can I say, I, you three are in Scotland, and then Mitch texts me at like 2 a.m. He's like, so we're going to do a conference for 100 people. We're going to announce it next week. So this is all very new. But yeah, it, it's going to be great. We've been talking to um, local partners. We are going to do a lot out in the city. Like we're not, this is not, a Marriott. This is not a Hilton, unless they wanted to sponsor us, obviously. But this is going to be a historical <laughs> <Terrible>. property. <laughs> this is going to be, you're going to be in the city. I mean, we're travelers at the core, you know? That's why we, a lot of us get into this business. You're going to see Seville. It's going to be a gorgeous Palacio. We're going to have sessions out in bars for lunch. We're going to have a whole day out in the field where you're going to gather in small groups and, and meet people who are in, in similar stages of life, similar stages of business. We're going to have three tracks, as Peter um, kind of alluded to, and there's going to be multiple sessions happening at one time, lots of speakers, lots of networking. It's it's going to be big, but intimate. Chris, why are we breaking things down according to kind of technology and automation and growth and scale and uh, the sort of beginner or intro track to multi-day? Yeah, I, th I think it's simply because, you know, a lot of businesses are at different stages of, of their business journey so some people will be looking for more help with the marketing side some people want to know more about the ai side and everything else would be going on about with technology and, and things like that as well and we will go have people there who are literally just starting out in business or have been day tour operators who are just starting out in their multi-day journey so having the different tracks and the different uh, sort of group sizes and, and groups that we're going to have for each each area just makes sense to let people pick and choose what they feel they need at that moment in time for the business We've been incredibly busy pumping out 
a new podcast every single week and also every single week for Tourpreneur Plus members, we've been hosting weekly meetups in which in a small group, you get to pick the brain of an expert. Nikki, you've been doing the programming and these have been such interesting sessions. Which ones have stood out to you lately? What's been what's been happening in the guest coaching world? Uh, we're really trying to do things that aren't as obvious. Um, so we did, for example, podcasting was really interesting. I love Danielle. I've heard her speak before and um, she's actually going to do a course for us now because there was so much we could have gone in into. We've done mental health for um, entrepreneurs, which is really, really great. And that one felt like a therapy session. We're going to do, I mean, very specific. We're going to have one coming up on how to tap into the 60 plus female solo traveling market. Um, we're going to have one on content creators, obviously, coming out of the Women in Travel Summit. We're going to have someone come and kind of say, okay, here's how to work with us. So I'm really trying to pull people that aren't within the sphere of the average tour operator. They've they've been so cool. I've been I've been watching religiously in our video library, uh, and they're available to anyone out there for the low low price of a few cups of coffee a month. Give up a frappuccino and come and grow your business and get inspired, get the connection. Pete, speaking of sort of our 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 plus members, what has been the kinds of topics and things on the minds of our operators in the in the guest coach in the coaching sessions that you and Chris do every week. I would say the number one topic that comes up every week, and it is a rare, rare week that doesn't come up, is pricing. Right? It just comes up time and time and time again. Whether it's multi-day operators or day operators, pricing is a subject that everyone returns to. Pricing is still a subject everyone seems to be struggling with. Uh, Price inputs are still rising in many locations around the world and people are still having trouble getting hard prices from supply to be able to fix their tour price, particularly in multi-day where you're buying stuff. And so pricing is definitely uh, the number one subject I would, I would suggest. Uh, marketing always comes up. Distribution always comes up. Uh, technology always comes up, be that simple reservation systems or selecting reservation systems or obviously today. We're all in a world of new AI tools. So all of these subjects are pretty regular on a weekly basis. The bit with the groups that's inspiring me is more and more, it's not me gabbing off. It's operators helping other operators now. As the groups are matured, as people get to know each other, we've got many private WhatsApp groups now of, and people that's been on huddles or specialist groups in the other sections all helping each other. So we've got the community now all helping each other, not just us talking heads having to be there conducting it all the time. In fact, this Wednesday, we start a mastermind group on small, private, higher-end luxury tours, a discussion point of operators from around the world on how to develop that side of your day tour business or multi-day tour business. And that's being led by um, Peter Topasser, uh, who's based out of Paris now. And that that has shown so much interest uh, from the group. So I'm really excited about that launching Wednesday. That's available to any Tourpreneur Plus members. Chris, in the world of marketing right now, what's happening? What's going on with operators? I see a lot of changes afoot, especially in the world of meta, uh, uh, improving the way you can advertise with them. What's 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 happening these days? Yeah, they're implementing quite a lot of changes. Even Google as well is implementing a lot of changes just recently um, for to try and get better tracking and, and better data and everything else from that. Um, well, the questions I'm getting asked a lot about from, from tour operators is simply how to reach 
their audience better. Um, um, there's, a lot of operators are finding that this year, not not some, not all of them, but some of them are finding this year that it's actually been a little bit slower compared to 2022, especially if they're targeting people within their own destination, not United States, for example. Um, a lot of people were still traveling within destination last year, whereas now a lot of people are just deciding to travel to Europe or whatever else. So they're, they're finding a little dip this year for some operators, as well as those abroad are finding it more fruitful, uh, for example. So it's trying to figure out how they can target these sort of people and uh, and try to get more bookings this year because a few of them have dips slightly just because people are choosing to go international now rather than staying within country. But yeah, there's a lot of good changes coming with Facebook. The tracking's meant to be getting better. Google are implementing a few things now with iOS 14 um, that's going to hopefully improve the tracking of that as well with this with uh, GA4, which is now as of next two weeks, two weeks or three weeks away. Google uh, Universal Analytics will be no more. So if you haven't got your GA4 sorted, you really need to get that implemented or you will lose any tracking whatsoever that you've got on your website. So that's you'll see all the warnings coming up when you log into Google Analytics. It's telling you there's a big countdown clock now. It's almost like a doomsday clock coming saying this is going to be this is going to disappear. So you, you need to act on it if you want to keep your keep your data and see who's visiting your website. I have to say, I think you wrote an article about this in the first ever Tourpreneur newsletter um, when we took over, mm -hmm. uh, and it's been on my to-do list since then. I don't think I've done it yet. And then You're not Google... the only one. <laughs> and then Google Site Kit uh, the other day said, would you like us to automatically do it? And I just clicked, yep. And mm -hmm. it's... I assume it's working now. Yeah, I, I never trust those automated tools. I like to do it manually just so I know, because they will set it up with the basics. You know, I remember when Google Analytics was set up, um, unless you went in and actually clicked into a few various places, you had to set up if you wanted to track age and gender and all these other things as well, which wasn't on by default. So you actually had to go in and physically turn them on. Whereas with GA4, the basic um, data retention is only two months. So you actually have to go in and increase that to the maximum of now 14 months. So Google Analytics will only keep data for so long. So you actually have to go in and change that from two to 14 if you want to try and keep the data for a bit longer. Pete inputs rising costs of everything for an operator, and yet also operators are seeing, at least what I've been hearing in the U.S. market, uh, is price sensitivity starting to play a fair, a bigger factor in in customers' decision points. Are tour operators squeezed? Are are they squeezed and screwed? They are getting squeezed, that's for sure. That's a, it's an un even field around the world at the moment. I'm like Chris, I'm hearing some operators from some destinations not doing particularly well this year so far. Other destinations doing better, some operators doing better. I think the whole world more or less is open now. So the distribution of traffic going around the world is a bit more even than what it's been. So there's there's definitely an uneven playing field that some benefit and some not. I know Asia's doing particularly well at the moment after not doing well last year. But the one thing that's true across the most regions is costs have gone up and there is a pushback on price. We've had two to three years where you've been able to price basically where you wanted and the traffic would have paid it. If you were open and you were trading, you could price where you wanted and you were getting business. I feel those days are past. I think there is a price sensitivity now. You've got to say why. Inflation is the reason that all the costs are up. People have got less disposable income. If you track the debt levels like I do of the average American citizen, the average European citizen, people who go more personal debt than they've ever had way beyond 2008 financial crash levels. Therefore, at some point, that hits to, has to hit travel. It's starting to hit travel now. Is it going to hit volume? I'm not sure. But it's certainly making travelers more careful on what they... In fact, here's an example. 
My wife was in Spain last week with her four friends. They go away every year, but different countries. They always take two tours. They live in a city, but they always take two tours out. They always do the round bus thing to get their bearings in whatever city they're in. They always take two tours. This year, they still did the bus round the city, found all the venues they wanted to go to. They did not take two tours out. Price was the deciding factor on it. They found the prices uh, higher than what they were willing to pay. And these are people who are not necessarily counting every penny. Right? These are people who can do more or less what they want, but they were still price sensitive because everything in life is going up in prices. That's why I'd like to see quite a few, sorry, a few operators sort of now trying to switch more into not luxury, but more sort of higher end customers who do have a little bit more disposable income, just purely for the fact that because of the cost of living crisis and, and a lot of destinations across the world, energy and everything else, ones who would normally book out tours during a, a trip just can't afford to anymore or even take a trip. So they're trying to target a little bit higher, higher income. So come join our luxury private high-end mastermind on this very topic. Nikki, I'm going to give you the final word since you have just come back from a week of inspiration. Something, some takeaway that a tour operator can think about or focus on um, as they continue to work on their business that sort of was a light bulb that dinged in your head. I think that there's a huge potential for repeat travelers. And I think in, in our world, we, we think of people come, they come to a destination once and they never come again. And it was so interesting to see this community that has constant repeat travelers. They have mailing lists of 100 people and they're booking out multiple tours per year based on that one mailing list. So I think um, don't underestimate the power of interesting stories of interesting places, having a nice portfolio that has a bit of variety, partnering with other companies. You can actually get a lot more value out of your customers. Thank you all for joining us, for keeping this under the 20-minute mark. And uh, for any, anything else, anything more, show notes, podcasts, everything else, just go to tourpreneur.com. Did you know Tourpreneur also has a Facebook community of over 7,000 tour operators? If you are not a member, then search for Tourpreneur on Facebook and join a thriving community of tour operators and other travel professionals, all of whom learn from each other as well as from Chris, Mitch, Pete, and many other industry experts. By becoming a member, you will be notified first of any events, meetups, and exclusive content. Join the Torpreneur community today. Facebook.com slash group slash Torpreneur.